the popcorn? What's up, y'all? This is Mike. And Tiff. And this is Who Got, Got the popcorn? popcorn? We are back. And guess what we are checking out today, baby? The Joker. The Joker, y'all. So we just watched the trailer. And what do you think? I'm not sure. Um, It seems like, you know, he was a guy who probably got picked on a lot. And something happens where he's like I'm gonna fulfill my purpose and do like comedy and mm-hmm. become a clown but you know he's not right in the head so there's something twisted and like sinister going on mm-hmm. it looks like yeah I mean that part and I think he's gonna snap of course he snaps we know that but it's gonna show him snapping I'm interested in seeing like the situation with Bruce Wayne's parents because you know like the Joker was the one that killed Bruce Wayne's parents I believe and robbed them okay so I'm wondering if they have that in the movie how that's gonna all play out but yeah y'all I think yeah they're just gonna show him going crazy um it kind of humanizes him to an extent to see like okay this is what happened to him? <clears throat> this is how you get yeah. to this crazy point. Like he was just a regular person, but he just snapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get on in so we can watch it. Come on. Let's go. So we'll be right back, y'all, after the movie is over. We are live in the parking lot, y'all. Yes. Deuces. What up, y'all? We are back. We are back. Fresh out of seeing the Joker. Ah, so what's up, baby? What's up? <laughs> we are live in the movie theater parking lot. We got the breeze blowing through our hair. Well, <laughs> your beard. It's blowing through my beard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a head wrap on, so. <laughs> but yeah, we were just straight up. We just checked it out. And what did you think? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. In the show, I liked it. Let's speak up. I said, in a nutshell, I liked it. You liked it? I liked, I liked it, too. It. Yeah. So, do you remember the beginning? It was like, the movie's not that long. It was, uh, I think, 120 minutes. So, what is that? Like an hour and 40 minutes or something? No, it had to be longer than 120 minutes. Let me see. I thought I just saw on web. Oh, well, no. 120 minutes, yeah. So, that's two hours. Oh, okay. 120 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, two-hour movie. Um, y'all, we walked in right as the Coca-Cola ad was going off, and it was about to come on. So we uh, Coca-Cola is not paying us. So we oh. walked in right as the soda <laughs> ad, the soda ad was going on. So what was the first scene? He was um, he was talking to his therapist, right? Yeah, he was like talking to his therapist because basically he had like a 
he had like a well she was like a social worker mm-hmm. not so much like a therapist but you know it's like one of those city provided social workers yeah so they see all kinds of people yeah they can care less about what your problem is they're just there just to ask the same questions over oh, no, and over no, I'm not gonna let you diss social workers that work for the county like that well she really act like she didn't care she was just like okay so how's your job Okay, are you taking your meds? All right, bye. Like, that was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. No shade to social workers out there that work for the county. Yeah. I got y'all back. But, um, yeah, you know, that was kind of crazy. And he took, like, a gang of different meds, and he was like, I need some more meds. Yeah, he wanted a higher dose of his meds, right? Or just more meds. Yeah, he wanted just more meds. So, because we don't know exactly what happened, why he was on it, what's going on, but it did show a scene where he kind of had like a flashback of being in a mental institution. Uh huh. So, as an adult, so it, it, yeah, I feel like they didn't really touch bases on why he was in there as an adult. Like, this something happened, he got put in for a moment. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, so it turns out, you know, his name was. Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. That was his real name. So he ends up. Wait, hold up, baby, hold up. Oh, okay, my bad. We yeah. gotta let them know. Like, this is a spoiler show. All right. Yes. This so part going for forward. all y'all that are new to the podcast, because we didn't break this down in the first, um, in the first, the pre, uh, the preview. But basically, what we do is. We watched the uh, trailer first mm-hmm. in the parking lot, and then we talk about what we expect to see in the movie and what's going on, and then we go in the movie, we watch it, and then we come back out, and we finish up the podcast in the parking lot live in the movie theater, parking lot, that is. So there are spoilers, so yeah. spoilers beware, and we don't really try to just go through each and every you know, scene that happened in the movie. Yeah. Because we know y'all seen it and we seen it. So we just having a conversation with y'all about all the craziness that happened in the movie. So, baby, go ahead on. Yeah. Okay, so then we get the feel of who Arthur is. So we see that he's a clown. He works for this company. He works for this company who, I guess, you know, like wherever you need clowns throughout the city. So I guess this it was like a furniture store or something was going out of business. So he was standing on the corner. You know those sign twirlers that be dancing and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they wanted a clown. So, you know, he his company sent him out. And he was doing that, but some kids came along. And they basically, like, taken his sign. And he chased them. He could have just let it. Like, would you have chased somebody for that sign? Like, down the street, around the corner, down the block, three or four blocks away? into the alleyway to go get your sign? Mm, I'm probably wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm probably going to chase him a little bit down the street. Yeah. Or, or I just would have walked back inside like, hey man, this kid just stole your sign. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like a wooden sign. Like, you go to Home Depot, you get a flat piece of wood, you paint it, and you like write, you know, the name of your store. So the kids like beat him up and they broke the sign. Yeah, they whooped him up, y'all. Yeah, for me at that part, I I did feel sorry for him because 
Yeah, bringing the violins. I do feel bad for him. I'm like, why are you picking yeah. on this grown man? Like, y'all little bad kids, go somewhere. Go do something good in the world with your life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all that happened, like I said, we're not going to go step by step. Yeah. But, you know, you just see more and more things of that nature happening to him. Like, he gets laughed at, he gets picked on, he gets pushed around. Um, he wants to be like a comedian and he goes to a... Uh, well, okay, so before we get to that part, like, you could tell he has, like, a soft heart. Like, you know, he just wants to be like, he wants to make people laugh. So when he was riding on the bus, there's a scene he was riding on the bus... And he, you know, this little kid was paying interest to him. So what did he do? He tried to make the little kid laugh and make faces. Then the mom was like, stop bothering my child. I was like, Bitch. first of all, your child turned around in his seat to look at him. So he started laughing uncontrollably. And then the lady was like, oh, was that funny? <laughs> 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 so he handed her a card that was like laminated and the card said basically it said I have a condition and I laugh uncontrollably um, even though it doesn't match my emotions so even though he was laughing at, it was more of him being um, what's the word like I guess like nervous laughter maybe yeah or maybe like embarrassed or sad or something like kind of like a tick that you know yeah like, people with yeah. ocd have or something so yeah so that once again you know you see the the human side to what is to become the joker and you know my heart ached a little bit for him in that scene i was like oh yeah that was kind of sad i mean a lot of the stuff was sad that he went through um did shouldn't turn you into a killer but <laughs> you know what I'm saying I mean he was mentally ill but keep definitely. going so what, yeah. you were going to say something uh, no I'm just breaking down some you know some different stuff um, you know one of his clown buddies you know heard about how he had got beat up by those kids and basically just gives him a gun with some bullets it's just like yo you got to protect yourself out there and how did you feel about that scene? Like, yo, I got beat up. Hey, here you go, bro. Take this gun. See, I knew the guy was, like, really not up to any good in a way. Because you know, okay, if you if you are close enough with this person that you feel like you can give them a gun or give them, like, advice or whatever like that, then you know that something's wrong with him. Like, you know that he's mentally off. Especially if he's taking like his meds and you like you know that as a friend. Mm -hmm. So why would you put a gun into a mentally, you know, handicapped person, someone who's mentally ill? Yeah. So do you think he knew he was like that or I mean, he prob like okay, so that's the thing. Like people they probably think, Oh, you know, yeah, he has a problem, but I don't think at the end of the day anyone's ever thinking that this person is crazy enough to go kill somebody. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I don't think, I don't think, uh, what was his name? I think his name was Randall. I don't think he um, thought it would go that far. Yeah. He shouldn't have gave him the bullets. He should have just said, you know, like, use this to wave it around, you know, to scare people, you know, mm -hmm. if he got jumped again. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So, and then, like, we got to see the dynamic between him and his mom. 
Yeah, that was like super weird. Yeah, it was kind of creepy, awkward. Mm-hmm, because his mom was like, I have to write, um, what was, uh, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. So that's Bruce Wayne's daddy, Thomas mm -hmm. Wayne. And basically, she wants to write Thomas Wayne because she's, she basically, okay, she hasn't told the Joker yet, a.k.a. Arthur. Arthur. She hasn't told Arthur that Thomas Wayne is her daddy. I mean, it's his daddy. It's his dad, yeah. <clears throat> so she keeps writing these letters to him. Yeah, and they're like, um, you know, Arthur's like, Mom, you know, you keep writing these letters, but you haven't worked for Thomas Wayne in 30 years. Yeah. So that was like a quick little, like, uh-oh. I think she might be a little crazy. Well, I thought my first intention, or my first thought, I should say, was, Arthur, Thomas, you are the father. You that's, are the daddy. That's what I thought, you know. Mike was like, I don't know. I think I think the mama might be crazy like he is. Whoop, whoop. And I got it, y'all. Yeah, he got it right. She, like, literally was writing these letters to Thomas Wayne. Here's the cold part, and y'all have seen it, y'all know what's up. Arthur wasn't even her birth child. Yeah. She adopted him. But my thing is, how does she even adopt him? I mean, I know we couldn't get into every little detail of the movie, but... Yeah, this heifer was crazy, pretty much. Um, so she, you know, imagined that she was in love with Thomas Wayne, and they had, you know... Arthur together so she's telling you know no no Arthur had found the letter she was writing she to he opened the letter that yeah. he was supposed to mail to Thomas and he had seen that his mom had wrote like your son our living conditions are terrible you know you need to come help us and your son you know help me and your son and this is why you kids need to stay out of grown folks business <laughs> alright stay out of grown folks business don't be all up in our stuff yes Makes your whole life up. Make you crazy. Go kill people on the subway. Yeah, because because of that inc incident, what did he do? Arthur approached Thomas. Actually, he went to their home, right? He went to the home first. Yeah, he went to Thomas's home where Bruce was outside playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he did his little tr clown tricks on Bruce and everything. And um, what's the butler's name? I forgot the butler's name. Alfred. Alfred, yeah. So Alfred walks up and like, why are you talking to his child? You don't need to be talking to his child. And then Arthur was, you know, you know what he said. He was just like, uh, yeah, like, I'm his son. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm, um, what was her name? What's his mama's name? Something Penny Fleck. Fleck. Penny. Penny Fleck. I'm Pity Fleck's son. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you Pity Fleck's son? And basically was like, okay, you crazy. Your mama crazy. Yeah. Get away from here. Yeah. So he already knew nothing went down. So, of course, Arthur still want to pursue this relationship. And he snuck in to meet Thomas um, at some type of old movie theater that mm -hmm. they were showing old movies. And, you know, he approached Thomas and, you know, told him what was up and, Thomas was just not having it, and he ended up... He, he didn't slap him. He, no, he punched him in the he face. He punched him, yeah. He's like, don't you ever put your hands on my son. Yeah. Boom, your mama's crazy, you adopted. 
He's like, you didn't know? You're lying. Arthur was just like, you're lying. Yeah. But so he ends up going to the mental facility, finds out, yes, it's true, he's adopted. And you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the brother from Atlanta. If you guys watch uh, Atlanta, the show, um, I'm trying to see what was his name. Um, He was Carl. So if y'all know who um, Brian Tyree Henry is, that's my man from Atlanta. Paper boy. Paper boy. Paper boy. But he was a clerk and, you know, he's just talking to him and He's like, I can't show you all the files, but Arthur was able to like snatch him out of his hand and run down. Basically, he found <laughs> out he was adopted. So that run was hilarious. The, the man even ran crazy. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm like, this nigga even runs crazy, baby. He was running crazy. If you can imagine in your mind, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and do it auditorily how oh, he looked. <laughs> That's how he ran. He it was just like looked that. like an overgrown shot. You know how like a toddler who learns how to kind of run or when they first learn how to walk and they're trying to learn how to run too? Mm-hmm. That's how he looked. But yeah, so he found out the truth, you know, that his mom was crazy. And not only that, but he was abused as a child. Yeah. And he was like chained to the furnace and he had not brain damage, but um, neurological damage or something like that. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I forgot what they, how they described it. I didn't notice that part. My bad. Yeah, no. So he had some type of, you know, injuries or whatever. And so, I mean, which makes sense, but on the human side of it and like taking, you know, stepping away from the movie it is very sad because you think about how many kids are abused just like to this day like right now and then they grow up in society oh and that was another thing well because that quote he well it wasn't a quote but he wrote in his journal i forgot oh i meant and see this is why i like to take notes in the movie theater geek geek but how did he wrote something that basically said like they expect for us to behave in oh the ment or those who aren't mentally ill expect for those of us to behave in society when we are like something like that so it was just basically saying like yes i'm mentally ill like he was claiming that he was mentally ill he already knew he was mentally ill but he was still functioning in society so it's like you know which we'll get into the next part that one thing just kind of like snapped him, broke oh, him, triggered him to yeah. where he became a killer, you yeah. know? And that's the scary thing because there's so many people out here who have been abused and who hasn't gone to therapy to get the help that they need or whatever. And one little thing could just snap and trigger them, you know, to do something crazy. True. And I like in the movie how they show like, oh, funding got cut. So he yeah. no longer had access to his meds. He no longer had access to the social worker because mm-hmm. they just cut the funding for, you know, the city. Like, oh, we got to cut stuff down. We got to cut yeah. this. We got to cut that. And it does reflect what's going on, you know society. what I'm saying, in our society here. Because yeah. there is, are a lot of people who are mentally ill who are homeless on the streets right now because they have nowhere to go. Yeah. And it's just like it's so real. And, you know, we've seen it in real life in our city where you see you know they cut funding and all of a sudden you see more 
homeless people, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just crazy how that kind of parallel to our own reality here in America, in California. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so, you know, he has no more social worker, no more meds. And he's just chilling. He's on the subway, headed back to his and house. And no job, too. Oh, yeah, we they kinda, fired him. Yeah. I mean, you had to go. Uh, yes. So, you know, he had another job to do. He was being a clown inside of a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Or the children's ward of the hospital. And, you know, he's dancing and everything. And then out pops the gun. Like, the gun falls on the floor. Thank God it didn't go off. Right. But of course, I already knew. I was like, he, yeah, he gonna get fired. He's fired, bro. Yeah. So that night, that's when he gets on the subway. Like he calls his job. He's begging, like, please don't let me go, because he really did like his job. And I think you know that that goes back to mental health too. Like people who are in that position, <coughs> like they need the stability of the routine of like you know knowing what it is that they're doing. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay he don't have a job now anymore you know and that was the one thing that did like he wants to be a community a comedian and that was the one thing that did bring joy to him that he could bring joy to others you know yeah so then when he got on the subway and minding his own business yeah see some three like basically like investment banker types frat boy investment bankers the privileged yeah they're pretty much drunk uh one of the dudes has fries and there's a lady sitting you know by herself a a Mm. younger woman probably like in her 20s 30s minding her business minding her own single business right and the guy's like you want some fries and he starts flicking them at her being disrespectful yeah and the joker's like he starts laughing, you know, in his uncontrollable laughter. Yeah, because he's getting nervous or something. Mm-hmm. So they go over to him. Basically, they bully him. They start beating him up. Like bad. And all of a sudden, he pulled that gun out and he pop, 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 pop. Yeah, he got two of them right there in the right subway in car. there in the subway. He pops two of them. No one's around. It's just the girl and the three frat, uh, you know, investment bankers and the Joker. But he popped those two, killed them real quick. The other guy, he got shot in the leg. He's trying to run out the subway. They're like playing cat and mouse, boom, 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 boom. But in the end of it, Joker popped that fool right in his back, walked home, and he was feeling. He got his swag. I am not gonna lie. The Joker was walking up like, I feel it. I'm feeling myself. I mean, feeling myself. Feeling feeling like he was feeling himself. I mean, I guess murder for some people gives gives you some swag. I don't know. <laughs> gives this you some swag. Murder swag. But y'all don't try that. Cause, yes, please don't. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go to jail. Forever. <laughs> Maybe, probably, most likely, a lot longer than 10 years than Amber Geiger got. But this ain't a podcast about that yes. right now. We're talking about the movie yes. Joker. Which will probably get you less. <sighs> Let me get back. Let me get back. Woosa, woosa. Woosa out, baby. Woosa out. Woosa out. Niggas want to hug people. <laughs> give them Bibles. They need to be fired. Mm, Anyways, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that on our podcast. On oh, Damn We Grow, y'all. Yes, on our 100th episode coming up next week. Yeah, next week. But, um, yeah, I can understand why the people of Gotham was, you know, for the the clown at that time. No one knew who he was. Yeah, it created a movement. Yeah. And, I mean, just seeing, I'm not saying that these guys should have died. Like, no one should die 
for no reason like that not unless you're doing something horrific yourself but it, you know it's just kind of that that privilege that we've always talked about you know like oh first and foremost I'm a man so I could do what I want to do to this woman and talk to this woman anyway how I want to talk to her because mm -hmm. I'm drunk oh boys are just boys they're just being boys let them be they were drunk they were out having fun well how do you think this woman on the subway felt alone and what could have happened to this woman had the Joker not been there you know like they possibly could have raped her or you know assaulted her so it's just like mm -hmm. I can understand why the people of the city was like for it you know because the separation between the rich and the poor is so great at that you know in Gotham that like you said it was a movement that had been started mm -hmm. it was kind of like the what was it we are the 99 or something. Remember that movement that was going on in New York? It was like, we're against the 1% and we are the 99 or oh, something okay. like that. But anyway, it's like, yeah, this movement started. And of course, Thomas Wayne didn't help it any. He wants to become the mayor. But, you know, once the news of the murder got out, you know, he just like the people that committed this murder or the person that committed this murder is a clown and they hate people like us who are successful and the people and that nothing to do with that. that don't work hard and are poor yeah. and they're the real clowns he should have just kept his mouth shut you on that just, issue should have just kept your mouth shut yeah because that wasn't even the issue and the i mean you're putting the the working class down yeah saying like oh you're broke because you don't work hard yeah so y'all just killing us because you you're can't jealous. work yeah like please that would piss anybody off, you know? Yeah, so what, It fueled the movement. It, it yeah. fueled the movement. So then, like, what does she think about how he envisioned his relationship with um, oh, the girl in Apartment B? I forgot yeah, her that name. was um, Zazie Beach, y'all. Another Atlanta alum. Um, she plays Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. That was crazy. Because I ain't going to front. I was I a little bit real <laughs> I, I thought it was real too yeah but i was a little bit heated i'm like this crazy frumpy frumpy looking white dude <laughs> got this fine sister and i'm like black women don't do that when you got a child <laughs> you just bring a man around your child like that all quick yeah right after he killed the guys on the subway and he got his swag and he like went to her apartment and like, really kissed her. Popping, kissed her and got yeah, it done. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> The thing that kind of threw me off was when he was at the comedy um, place and he was telling his jokes. And I was like, okay, this girl, she gonna be like, this Negro here. Crazy. Um, yeah, we can't talk anymore. But yeah, it was crazy that he actually had like a whole relationship with her in his mind which oh but that's the thing so what happened it's kind of 50 50 like did he actually just leave her apartment or did he like actually kill her and her daughter because you did hear the sirens once he got into his apartment uh, i i figured he just left yeah yeah i mean because remember like he had just killed his mother because, you know, he found out about how he was adopted and all that stuff. Yeah, his mom had that stroke. He killed his mom in the hospital, smothered her with a pillow, pretty much. Yeah, and so then he shows up at Sophie's apartment. Her, First of all, that's a lie. 
that's a lie. Because no black woman with a child is going to be living in those type of conditions and don't lock her bedroom door or lock her, her house door, her front door. But, you know, he opened up the door, walked right in, Walk, walked right on in, sat on the couch, and she seen him, you know, and she was just basically telling him, like, oh, you should go. Well, this is the moment where we, as the audience, learned that he had been imagining this whole relationship yeah, with her. that's when we learned. So, you know, he's sitting on the couch, <clears throat> and he's, you know, basically, he'd been walking in the rain, so he wet on the yeah. black woman couch, Mm-mm. smelling like a wet dog with all this wet hair, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, and she's just like, you're in the wrong apartment. In my mind, I'm like, wait. Y'all are like lovers now. That's your your man, boo. That's your man. Then it just finally clicked, like, wait, that ain't your man. Yep, that was a nice twist, though. Yeah, that was a really nice twist. So, you know, like Tip said, we don't know if something happened or if he just actually left. I'm hoping he just left, you know what I'm saying, yeah. She's like, I got my daughter in the other room. I think so, because then, you know, um, a little bit later when we seen the scene with Randall and the short guy, the midget guy, uh-huh. he did let the midget go. So he yeah. had no ill with and that shows that side to him. I'm not condoning it still, but that still shows that side that he's still a lovable person, like, but there's just something that just snapped. Like for those who did him wrong. Or he, he feels did them wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I, he probably didn't do anything to her because she didn't do anything wrong. Like she even laughed at his like you know silly joke on the elevator. Yeah. His impression. So yeah, he probably didn't do anything. So what did you think of the scene though when Randall and I don't want to call him a midget because it's a little person. Yes, I don't want to be offensive to y'all. To uh, just. I just seen him. Where is he at? I just seen his name. It was Gary. Gary? Yeah. Okay, so Randall and Gary, when they came (coughs) in, like, we already knew. Like, he was putting on his makeup, and then he grabbed a pair of scissors when he heard a knock on the door. Mm hmm. Put them in his back pocket. Because he was getting, it seemed like he was, like, trimming his hair a little bit, maybe. Or he was just on some crazy. I already knew. He was just on some craziness. Now, I don't know if he knew that it was Gary and Randall coming. I, my immediate my immediate thought was it was the detectives coming back mm-hmm. over, and so I just I'm like okay he's gonna kill the detectives, but it was Randall and Gary. They walk on in, and yeah, you know Randall's out there trying to figure out yo because these are her his old buddies from from the clown job. Yeah, so they were coming up. They came over with a little bit of drinky drink, I guess to you know cheer him up. Because his mom, they they found out that his mom passed. Now, but because everyone knows that it was a clown that killed those three, you know, investment frat bros on the subway, you know, they went to the clown company where mm-hmm. he got fired from, and they're asking questions, you know, from everybody. And Randall was the one that gave him the gun, so mm-hmm. he's like, so uh, you know, what what you tell him about me, uh, Arthur? What you tell him about me? You know, Arthur just kind of was like, oh, you know, and bam. He stabbed, stabbed him right in the throat, boy. In the throat and in the eyeball and yeah. everywhere else. like. And poor uh, little Gary, he just like, ah! he can't go nowhere. He can't run nowhere. It was sad. <laughs> he just 
in the corner like right like, why would you do this oh why would you do gosh. this but i was really surprised i was just like okay so then when gary he was like gary i wouldn't hurt you you can go you can leave and then gary couldn't unlock the chain on the door yeah he wasn't tall enough to reach the chain I was like, at that door. moment, I would have climbed on that table right next to it. I would have walked in the kitchen or something, try to grab a spoon, a fork, a knife. And- I would have busted. I would have pulled <laughs> that door back so dang hard. So then he had told him, he's like, uh, Arthur, the, the door, the chain on the door. So he got up. And I just knew it was over for Gary. I was Bye, like, Gary. okay, he going to smash his head in with the doors. He's trying to walk through. Mm-hmm. But he let him go. So like... You know, that was that was the compassionate side to Arthur. Yeah, he was just like, you know, Gary, you were always nice to me. You were the only one that yeah. was nice to me. Get on out of here, go. So, you know, he let him free. But um, the part that, you know, we didn't really talk too much about is how um, Robert De Niro's character, basically he was like a... The Gotham version of Johnny Car- like the Carson Tonight Show or yeah Jay Leno Show or something you know mm-hmm. the late night TV show. So, but his name was Murray Franklin. So you know Murray Franklin is like the guy, and they saw a clip of Arthur's comedy routine that he did at the open mic and how terrible it was, and he used it as a bit on his show, and he was clowning them and laughing, yeah. and they were like they ended up calling Arthur like yo. So many people have responded to this clip. How about you just come on the show? And he's like, what? All right. So that's when, you know, he starts to plot, like, I'm going to blow my head off on the show. I'm going to kill myself on the show. That's what you got from it? Yeah, because he kept saying, knock, knock. I got a joke. And he put the gun up to his head and he pulled the trigger. Oh, okay. I thought he was just playing Russian roulette with his life at that moment because he had already killed his mom, possibly Sophie, but we didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. And Randall, no, Randall wasn't there yet. Yeah, Randall didn't come over No, not yet. He wasn't there yet. So, I honestly, okay, I can see it from, I can, you know, take it from that point of view, but from my point of view, I thought he was just playing Russian roulette in a way. Like, if I die, I die. If I don't, oh well, then I, you know, I'll go on the show. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because that's why, like, I think once he was on the show, you know what I'm saying, he was like, I got a joke for you, knock, knock. Mm -hmm. And he had opened up his book, Mm -hmm. and it was that one quote that said, I hope your, my death is better than my life or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that makes sense now. Then why would he even bring the gun and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, before he had went on to the show, you know, he's taking the subway again. And he's like, he's got his full groove on. Now he's looking like the Joker. Mm-hmm. He's dancing on he these stairs. He his hair, his actual hair. Yep. Green. He's got his makeup on, green hair. And these two detectives that wanted to ask him about, like, the murder. They're, you know, they see him and he turns around and he just takes off running so they're chasing him and chase him into the subway but at this very moment there's like a big protest getting ready to happen downtown with all these you know clowns since you know Thomas Wayne said oh y'all are clowns because you're poor 
So, you know, there's so many clowns and stuff on the subway and there's like a lot of friction. Like it's, it's thick out there in the air. There's a lot of friction going on. And the cops see him, he runs in the subway. They're trying to chase him. And you know, the people, what happens? I think Joker starts some commotion on the train. Well, he snatches the, the mask off one guy and the one guy was just like, um, and I think he either, he tried to hit the Joker but he ended up hitting, or not, well, Arthur. He ended up hitting um, another guy, and that's when the other guy turned around and hit him, and this big old, like, brawl just broke out on the subway. Mm-hmm. The subway cars. So. And there was, like, a struggle with the detective. And the detective yeah. pulls out his gun. He shouldn't have pulled out his gun. Because he was trying to get the Joker, and I'm like, you, you know you weren't going to shoot at him. With all those people. Yeah. yeah, it was a ton of people on the subway. Like standing only, but he messed around and ac- accidentally shot a bystander, and then everybody just started beating on the freaking on both detectives. detectives. Yeah, and you know Arthur just walked away like, <laughs> you know, like I got away. Look at you getting beat up on. This is great, and he goes to the Murray show, and he's just on the Murray show chilling. But. One of the key points, and this is where he officially becomes a Joker. We kind of jumped the gun a couple, a little bit, but because um, I guess Murray, when he played the clip of his stand-up routine, he was like, "Look at this Joker." Yeah. So he asks Murray, like, "Can you introduce me as the Joker?" And he's in full-fledged Joker status with the makeup and mm-hmm. the suit and the green hair. Cause they're like, are you a protester? Like, why are you dressed up like this? And he's like, no, I don't care about that. Which he really didn't. Cause that wasn't the, the intent of all that starting to begin with. Right. So yeah. So then, you know, <laughs> his little dance moves. So he's over there like dancing right before they call him out. And the two people who work on the show are like standing there. Like, what is this fool doing? I think it was only the dude that really noticed him. The woman didn't really notice him. At first. Yeah. Dude was like, this dude, what what are you doing, homie? <laughs> right before they opened the curtains for him to walk on out. Yeah. And he was in full swag, full confidence mode. He um he walked up to it wasn't Dr. Ruth. I forgot what her name was. She was some type of like some kind of doctor. Yeah, so he ended up like giving her the longest kiss and you know he he had already practiced how he was going to walk out on stage and, mm-hmm. you know, he did it nicely. Yep. And then that's, yeah. Yeah. That's when everything went crazy from there. Yeah. And basically to get down to it, he's like, I got I got one more joke for you because they're arguing kind of back and forth about, you know, the protest that's going on. And he's just, he's just telling people like, you know, if I was dead on the street, you would walk right, right over me. Yeah. And he confesses to, you know, killing those three uh, investment banker frat boys on the subway. And Murray's interviewing him about it and, you know, going back at it with them. Like, oh, you know what? You just say this kind of stuff. And, oh, oh, sounds like a sob story. You're just a killer. Or, you know, basically. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got one more joke for you, Murray. And he's like, no, that's it. No more jokes. And he's like, knock, knock. And he pulled that gun up out of his freaking waist. And shot Murray. Instead of killing himself, he blew Murray's head off his shoulders. And then shot him in the chest. Yeah. 
point blank. Two shots. Three, four shots. He was already like dead. I was like, dang. Damn. But, I mean, overall, though, it because, okay, when he got on the show and he tried to tell, like, his jokes and no one was laughing, and, you know, I think when you look at it, though, it's kind of like, okay, we got to know what we're good at and what we're not good at. Right. Okay, he wasn't good at telling jokes. No. Was he a good clown? Okay, maybe, yeah, you know, being a clown, but being an a pers- impersonator, you know what I mean? But then also we have to look at it on the flip side. Like he said, if I was the one dying on the ground, you guys would just walk right over me. And that's kind of true because, you know, when we think about kids who get bullied or even grown adults, like y'all know who you are. You'd be sitting here on the Internet, little Internet trolls. Uh, what else they call them? Internet warriors like mm-hmm. your fingers can get to typing and put somebody down and try to put somebody in their place over the internet, you know. And it's like you're all high and mighty, but we really should pay attention on how we treat people and how we talk to people, how we interact with people, yeah. you know. Um, and I think what it really came down to, of course, the first thing was he was abused as a child. So that was like his foundation. Okay, he couldn't change that. He couldn't control that. He was just a child. But the next step was the funding got cut. So that's something that us as a people, we can work on, on trying to help each other and making sure that those who are mentally ill have some type of help. Yeah, get the help they need. And then the third thing is just the way how we treat people one-on-one. Yeah. You know, because sometimes <clears throat> just smiling at a person or just even speaking and saying good morning can really just shift someone's day. I know it's happened right. to me personally. I had like a bad morning or, you know, whatever. I could be in a bad mood because something happened. But then here's this person who is genuinely like just nice to me. It could be the, the lady I'm getting my, my coffee from from Starbucks mm-hmm. and her smile is just genuine and you know it, it makes me feel good to see that this person really just taking that little extra step and been like is that all you need you know I put a little extra caramel in your coffee for you or so you know what I mean just like right. those little things and that can change a person's day so yeah, because at the end of it all, it started a whole movement, and then you see the birth of Joker. Like, they had him yeah. in the police car, on the way to jail, and this ambulance came through and smashed right into the cop car. Yeah. And they were able able to get him out the freaking cop car, and they were pretty much like... Pro-Joker. Yeah, pro-Joker. He started a whole fan base now. Which, in a way, and on the flip side, that's scary, though, because... Clearly, this person is mentally ill. He shot somebody on national TV. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's people who are like, yay, for him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, it's no more crazier than, you know. What are we going through right now? Yeah, we got a crazy <laughs> person in the White House, so it is what it is. Yep, it's a reflection on society as today. So, is America the new Gotham? Hope not. Cause ain't no Batman's out there coming around. <laughs> Maybe Elon Musk will be like, <laughs> he'll turn into Iron way. Man. Yeah, he Something. got enough money, he could be our Iron Man. But Elon Musk crazy too, so ain't no talent. He might be the Joker. But um, so 
We do a segment called Who Got the Popcorn, y'all. That's what the basis of the whole show is about. And we get to choose which person was, like, just did an incredible job that really pulled us into the movie, who we really liked a lot, their character. So, Tiff. Yes. Who got the popcorn? I'm going to say Sophia's daughter. I'm about to say, you mean Sophie? Or Sophie, Sophie's daughter. And said two words, hi, mommy. <laughs> I mean, we, I already know what you're going to say. You guys already know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hands down the Joker. It's his movie. Hands down. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did this Yeah, thing. He, he did it. I'm just like, to be an actor... Of that caliber is like something because they really do draw you into the movie and you do believe that they are this person so it's like low-key spooky in a way that a person can change who they are and become another person and Joaquin Phoenix is one of those dudes he's always been a, an actor that I've liked to watch because I liked him on remember signs yeah he did a great job in Signs. That movie, Her, about the computer. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. I don't think I've seen that one, no. Okay. And um, I think his brother was River Phoenix. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. But, yeah, man. But he's a like more of a method actor. And yeah, because you see how skinny he was? Yeah, and I, I, I should have looked it up. The one guy who did that one movie where he got super skinny for that role. The Machinist? Was that it? Was that yeah, it? that was it. The Machinist. Yeah. I, I don't and remember. What's his name? I forgot his name. I want to say that was a uh, Batman. Bell. Yeah. That's what I said. I said that was Batman. You're like, no, he didn't play Batman. You know what? When I was thinking Batman, <laughs> I, I don't know for some reason I was thinking like Michael. Like Keaton. old Batman. Yeah. No, I ain't no Michael Keaton. <laughs> no, Christian Bale. Like so between. Joaquin and Christian I'm like and sometimes I kept thinking he was Christian Bale like when he was in full full on makeup as a Joker uh-huh. I kept thinking that it was Christian Bale because Christian Bale plays roles like that so yeah it was yeah he he deserves some awards for this movie we need to get an Oscar nod for this one yeah and they really need to because this wasn't I feel like the Academy Award like never really recognizes quote-unquote comic book movies mm. since this was based on a comic book character, but this was oh. something so much more yeah. than not that this comic book movies because we love, we're nerds not, and It geeks had nothing to do with action or anything. None of that. There was no, nobody trying to take over Earth. It was like Here's this man's story. Here's his origin story. Let's get deep into it. And it, and it was, was real. Like, it was real. Like, this happened, like, you know, in our time. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. any, like, oh, Batman's going to come or, you know, like. Yeah, because I kept going back and forth, like, dang, New York is crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. This is Gotham, not New York. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It was a very dark movie. Um, definitely don't take your kid. If you guys are listening and you haven't seen it, do not take kids rated R, y'all. Yeah, and I mean, even just the whole, like, you know, the fact that he killed his mom, like, she raised him, like, that, like, come on now. He killed his mom. He act like he was, you know, going to kill himself, and he killed mm-hmm. other people. Like, it's just too dark, I think, for children. Yeah. So. But what grade would you give it? Or how, 
Mm, how many stars? I don't know. Whatever our rating system is. I forgot. How many pop? We, we need to create a new one. How many popcorns <laughs> would you give it? I give it ten kernels. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely give it five stars or a ten out of ten. Like, it was good. It kept me entertained. It was really good. Um, I love the plot. The writing was good. The twist was good. And like you said, we got to really like you felt. For me, I felt connected to the character, and I felt. Huh? I said no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, feel connected to the character, and you, you know, you have that emotional, that human side. All right, y'all. So this is Mike and Tiff, and this is who got the, the popcorn? popcorn, and we are out of here. We will see you next week. Yes. Uh, well, well not no. not that quick. My bad. <laughs> see you in two weeks, most likely. And yeah, check out Joker. Enjoy it. We loved it. I don't care what Rotten Tomatoes or whoever got to say about it. That movie was good. Yeah. And we definitely would see it again. So yeah. we'll highlight y'all. Deuce to the end.